0: trying to be great
1: and i'm on my way way up
0: way up
1: way up it's never too late and i'm on my way i'ma leave my mark ready set go ready set go, ready, set, go.
0: with so much negativity being yielded at the youth of our nation it seems hard to find any signs of a bright future Coming from a legendary past, the new generation of Bahamians seek to take this nation to heights it's never seen. That's where the youth perspective comes in. We seek to display tomorrow's leaders in every facet of society. Each show will focus on today's pacesetters, trendsetters, movers and shakers, and the next generation of great, impactful Bahamians. We seek to uplift, motivate, and encourage our listeners. Tune in as we address issues of importance with wisdom and intelligence, all from the youth perspective.
1: I'm the man, I'm the man. Yes, I am, yes, I am, yes, I am. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. I believe every lie that I ever told, paid for every heart that I ever stole. I played my cards and I didn't fold. Well, it ain't that hard when you got sold. This is my world. Somewhere I heard that life is a test. I've been through the worst, but I still get my best. God made my mold different from the rest. Then he broke that more, so I know I'm blessed Stand up now and face the sun Won't hide my tail or turn and run It's time to do what must be done Be a king when kingdom comes Well, you can tell everybody Yeah, you can tell everybody Go ahead and tell everybody I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man Well, you can tell everybody Tell everybody Go ahead and tell everybody I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man Yes I am, yes I am, yes I am I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man I got all the answers to your questions I'll be the teacher, you could be the lesson I'll be the preacher, you be the confession I'll be the quick relief to all you stressing. It's a thin line between love and hate Is you really real or is you really fake? I'm a soldier standing on my feet. No surrender.
0: And we're back. Welcome to another edition of the Youth Perspective. We appreciate you being a part of the show this evening. You're locked into 1540 AM 104.5 FM, the national voice of the Bahamas, AM 810 in Grand Bahama as well, and Inspiration 107.9 FM. And of course, uh, we have a a great show for you uh, this evening, ladies and gentlemen. We've been doing a series uh, of shows as we talk about uh, different types and forms of cancer. And so this evening, uh, we're talking about prostate cancer, and we're joined by uh, Dr. Gregory Pinto. He's here in studio with us, and of course, he is urologist, all right? And so we thank you so much for joining us this evening, Dr. Pinto. How are you doing?
2: I appreciate uh, the invite, and thank you for having me. Yes, sir.
0: And, uh, you know, this is always um, an interesting topic um, as we talk about um, prostate cancer. Uh, for those who are not familiar with prostate cancer, can you just tell us a little bit about, uh, about prostate cancer?
2: Well, firstly, uh, the, the prostate gland is only found in males. Uh, okay. Let's just speak about the obvious yeah. facts first. So mm-hmm. it's a, a small gland. It's walnut-sized that lays anatomically underneath the bladder. The only rule for it is it aids in male fertility. It gives nutrients to the sperm and it allows to... the facilitates the sperm reaching the egg to fertilize it by providing nutrients, providing the proper environment to optimize fertilization of the egg. So beyond fertility, the prostate has absolutely no role. Mm. As we get older, it's inevitable everybody's prostate's going to increase in size. The Mm -hmm. consequence of that is it's going to cause an obstruction around your urethra, your pee pipe. Mm -hmm. It's also going to cause an obstruction at the opening of your bladder. Mm -hmm. So men are going to find, usually from the age of 45, 50, going on to middle age, that they're going to have a weaker urinary flow. They're going to have to pee more urgently because they're not completely emptying their bladder, Mm -hmm. particularly at night. You might go from two years before, now that you're 55, you might be waking up four times in the night to urinate. Uh, you need to all of a sudden determine where's the next bathroom because you got to pee so frequently, so urgently, and your flow is not going to be good. It might even be the point where you have stop and start flow. So mm-hmm. all that is inevitable part of us grow, gracefully getting older. So mm-hmm. it's going to face every man. When we took it in terms of statistics, probably 50% of 50-year-olds, 60% of 60-year-olds, 70% percent of 70-year-olds, and once you reach 80, it's almost every 100% of men that age are going to have some obstructive symptoms or irritative urinary symptoms related to a prostate. And I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about cancer. I'm talking about benign, non-cancerous enlargement of the prostate. And Mm -hmm. that's commonly known as BPH, benign prostate hyperplasia. Then we look at the other spectrum, which is the other prostate program, Prostate cancer is the number one cancer in this country, Mm -hmm. far exceeding even numbers of breast cancer. And we're overwhelmed as a nation with breast cancer cases. So we have all the risk factors for getting prostate cancer. First, Mm -hmm. advancing age. As we we grow older as a nation, Mm -hmm. the more elderly men we have, the more numbers of prostate cancer we're going to get diagnosed. Right. We also have a great risk factor. So one of the number one risk factors for prostate cancer is advancing age. Number two is the being of African ancestry. So that mm. basically is what our population is made up of, okay. men of African ancestry. So as we get older, because we're predominantly of African ancestry, we're going to have a high rate of, of prostate cancer. So looking, extrapolating to the U.S., mm-hmm. about one in six men are going to get prostate cancer in their lifetime who of African ancestry, mm-hmm. African-American men. Mm-hmm. If you look in the United Kingdom, Mm -hmm. they found that one in four men of either Caribbean or African ancestry are going to get prostate cancer in their lifetime. So Mm -hmm. in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, the numbers are probably one in five to one in six, Mm -hmm. um, which is a a huge number of patients. So at Mm -hmm. least 220 to 250 men are going to get diagnosed every year in this country with prostate cancer. Over 100 men are going to die. A prostate cancer and that's an important mm-hmm. statistics because although it's the number one cancer in this country it is probably the easiest cancer to treat successfully mm-hmm. if we pick it up early mm-hmm. so the take-home message is that if we can cure you we have to pick it up early when it's it organ around. confined when it's low volume disease mm-hmm. if we allow it to go beyond the confines of the prostate then mm-hmm. it's only for palliative care where we're not going to be able to cure you and unfortunately, far too many men in this country are being diagnosed late. If we picked it up early, the five-year survival is about one hundred percent. Ten-year survival is maybe ninety-seven percent. So mm. it's a very curable disease. The whole notion that prostate cancer is a terrible death sentence and causes so many morbidity and uh, recovery from even treatment—that's a complete wrong. It's a wrong. In every way. Mm-hmm. So if we can pick it up early, we don't even necessarily need surgery. Right. There's so many ways that we can cure your prostate cancer that surgery doesn't even have to be a part of the equation. If right. you want surgery, we can do it, and it can be done minimally invasively. Okay. Where you little have little keyhole incisions. Mm-hmm. We're looking up with a little small camera in, inside the abdomen. Mm-hmm. You're up and about walking almost pain-free two hours after the procedure. Wow. You go home the next day like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Or we can implement other treatment modalities that have... Excellent cure rates as well. Mm-hmm. So, which modality we choose based on many things: disease factor, mm-hmm. um, on the patient himself. In terms of, is he emptying his bladder or not? Um, what is his body habitus like? What other comorbidities does he have? Does he have a good performance status? So, for the most part, most patients we can do half a dozen treatments, which includes maybe we can think about external beam radio radiation. So we can do image-guided radiation to kill only the prostate cancer by basically targeting with radiation beams which are painless mm-hmm. and leaving the rest of the gland intact. Wow. We can provide brachytherapy, which is a, even an outpatient procedure, not a single cut, mm-hmm. not a single stitch. Mm-hmm. You're put to sleep. We put some radioactive seeds that disperse radiation only a few millimeters to strategically kill only the prostate cancer cells, leave the rest of the gland intact. You can keep your erections at about a 94% rate. You have very little to no complications. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent treatment modality. Mm -hmm. Um, We can offer HIFU, which is high-intensity focused ultrasound, which we basically heat using ultrasound strategically and directed with imaging to heat and kill only the prostate cancer, Mm -hmm. leaves the rest of the gland intact. We can do focal cryotherapy, where we freeze the prostate cancer, leaves the rest of the gland intact. Mm -hmm. So there's so many ways we can cure you of prostate cancer. You don't even necessarily need surgery if we can pick it up early. In fact, mm. we have so many ways of picking up prostate cancer where mm. there's even a treatment modality called active surveillance where we can actively surveil you because we pick up the prostate cancer so early, mm. where it's clinically insignificant, where it's so low volume, where mm. if we just watch you, it does nothing to you. It's mm. of no negative consequence. In many ways, we in cases we can watch you 8, 10, 12 years before we need to cure you. Wow. So we can pick up prostate cancer very early. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can pick it up early, we don't necessarily need to treat you. Okay. Even if we need to treat you, we don't mm-hmm. necessarily need surgery. There are other treatment modalities that can be done. Mm-hmm. Everything in terms of prostate cancer treatment is minimally invasive. Mm-hmm. There's no long recovery. You're back in a, back into your regular routine very, very soon, maybe in a day or two or a week mm-hmm. or even a weekend. And there really is no pain because we're, everything is done minimally invasively. Right. So the take-home message is you need to get at least a uh, blood test every single year starting at the age of 40, mm-hmm. which is a prostate-specific antigen blood test. You should be getting your annual physicals every year anyway. Every, yeah. So that is just part of the protocol of once you're 40 years or older to get mm-hmm. that little tick in your your lab form to get a PSA.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, and so, your work as a urologist. What what is the prevalence that you're seeing um, with uh, colon cancer in
2: your in prostate cancer? Prostate cancer. It, yeah, Sorry, it's it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I'm seeing patients with prostate cancer, diagnosing five to ten cases a week. Wow. And, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. on on some on, on some occasions, and that's mm-hmm. in the public system and the private system. So, okay. there are overwhelming number of cases. Mm-hmm. This the statistics say about. 220 250 but i in my own practice it's probably much higher Mm. and then there are those we don't capture in terms of numbers or data because they go off and we'll get prostate cancer treatment in the u.s and we don't even know about it okay the numbers are high so when we put it in terms of statistics at least one in six men are going to get it Mm -hmm. um it usually affects men in their middle age the average age is 67 Mm. to 68 years old okay Uh, because we're primarily of African ancestry, we have a more aggressive form of the disease. Mm. So the same staging of prostate cancer in a Caucasian male, and one of African ancestry, the one in African African ancestry usually has a worse prognosis because Mm. it's a more aggressive form of the disease. So that's why we have to be very, very uh, prudent in, in picking up prostate cancer early, and we can offer an excellent cure rate and there should be nobody dying needlessly of prostate cancer, and it's not an easy death. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be hanging around for ten years, in and out of hospital, and men don't want to go to the hospital; they don't want to see a physician. Mm-hmm. But if you get prostate cancer, that can have your bones riddled with with prostate cancer. You can mm-hmm. have prostate cancer spread to your spine, where you can lose use of your limbs. You could be in a wheelchair till you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cost in terms of emotional um, cost to your family, mm-hmm. the financial cost because you're no longer able to work. Mm-hmm. It's tremendous. Right. So don't be selfish. Even if you don't want to think about it for yourself, think about it for your loved ones. Get at least a PSA blood test every year mm-hmm. so that we can pick up prostate cancer early. And if that value is abnormal, it doesn't necessarily mean you have prostate cancer. right? Because it's not a very specific test. The PSA blood test is specific to the gland, not mm-hmm. specific to prostate cancer. There are many things that can cause it to be elevated that have nothing to do with prostate cancer. If you're not... Emptying your, bl- your bladder, that'll cause your PSA to be elevated. If you have an inflammation or infection of your prostate, that'll cause it to be elevated. Uh, if you have a very big but normal non-cancerous prostate, that can cause it to be elevated. But we use that as a baseline, and then we do more specific tests mm-hmm. to look determine whether you have prostate cancer. We can even do a urine RNA test that can pick up whether you're going to get prostate cancer in the next five years. We can do imaging mm-hmm. that can pick up prostate cancer several years before we can... See any clinical signs of it. So, right. another thing that's important I'm is sure. you don't wait for signs. Okay. Early I was, prostate I was going to ask you, what are signs? Early prostate cancer has no symptoms. Uh, so, if you're going to wait till you get wow. symptoms, you're going to wait till it's too late. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're afraid to go see, uh, see a urologist because you're peeing all the time or you're not emptying your bladder, statistically speaking, it's because mm-hmm. you have benign disease. Don't jump to the conclusion mm-hmm. that you have prostate cancer. But don't ignore that because that in right. itself. If you're not emptying your bladder, you can get acute kidney injury, you can develop over time chronic renal failure. Mm. You can do irreversible damage to your bladder and your kidneys if you're not emptying your bladder. And Mm. just in terms of quality of life, if you're waking up six times in the night to urinate, you're waking up and that's gonna cause hazard to your own health. mm -hmm. You're gonna walk around, professionally it's gonna affect you. Throughout the day you're gonna be fatigued all the time. Mm You're going to wake up your partner. It's going to cause marital strife Mm -hmm. and everything else. So listen to your body. You shouldn't be peeing more than twice every night. Mm -hmm. Um, You shouldn't be driving around with a cup because you're not even able to pull over to the side of the road to urinate. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to pull over to the side of the road Mm -hmm. to urinate. If you urinate, you shouldn't have to pee 30 minutes later. You shouldn't have to worry about your leaking urine before you make it to the toilet. So Mm -hmm. these are all signs that you sh- something is going on, and statistically speaking, it's not cancer. It's benign disease, but mm-hmm. always listen to your body. Always get an annual physical. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not emptying your bladder for benign disease, we can give you medications that should allow you to empty your bladder, give you a good night's sleep, give you that good flow of urine. Even if the medication is not effective or even if it was effective and your prostate will continue to grow as you get older, we can do minimally invasive procedures as an outpatient to get you peeing at 58, or 68, or 78, like an 18-year-old. Mm. Okay. So never let the bladder control your life. Right.
0: right. And I, I want to ask you as well, uh, when we talk about lifestyle habits, right, uh, toward the prevention of prostate cancer, what should persons be doing in their regular life, well, men, rather?
2: So you always want to have a healthy diet. Okay. you, And that's important for anything in terms of trying to reduce your chance of cardiac disease, mm. in terms of reducing your chance of, of colon cancer, prostate cancer. So if uh, somebody who is diagnosed with prostate cancer and they're obese, or even we'll put it at prostate cancer or colon cancer, they're going to have a worse prognosis mm. um, than someone who is fit. Okay. So in terms of your diet, it's extremely important to have a well-balanced diet to maintain a, a normal body habitus, uh, you want to have your body mass indexed within normal range, you want to get exercise two or three times a week, right. always do something that you love, always do it in groups because mm-hmm. if you don't like doing it, you're not going to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And always do it in groups so someone else can encourage you along the way because you're not always going to feel in the mood to do it. Mm-hmm. But persons who are obese also have a more aggressive form of prostate cancer. So obesity is also a risk factor. Mm-hmm. Patients who drink excessively. So high alcohol intake also leads to a more aggressive form of prostate cancer as well so Mm -hmm. you want to keep your weight down Mm -hmm. you want to keep a healthy uh lifestyle in terms of diet and exercise you want to drink in moderation Mm -hmm. because being obese drinking excessively Mm -hmm. uh having a a sedentary lifestyle where where you don't have any exercise is going to put you not only at risk of getting a prostate cancer but a more aggressive form of prostate cancer Mm -hmm. So you want to have healthy living. Also, studies in the last 20 years have shown that particularly for men of African ancestry, you want to reduce or limit your dairy milk intake. Okay. The reason for that is because prostate cancer is very hormonal responsive. Mm. And dairy milk has a lot of hormones in it okay. in terms of estrogens and other hormones that can precipitate prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So most of the dairy milk or 75% of dairy milk comes from lactating cows, okay. cows that are pregnant, mm-hmm. who have estrogens, who have other hormones mm-hmm. that are present. Okay. So the value in, the volume in terms of how much is a threshold, you don't want to exceed over one and three-quarter cups of dairy milk a day. Mm-hmm. That means that it will include cheese and other things that you're intaking. So it's always actually better if you're of African ancestry, particularly you have a high risk of prostate cancer because... You have a family history, or your other other uh, predisposing factors, to actually limit or even not have any dairy milk intake. Okay, calcium is extremely important. Mm-hmm. It's important for every process of our body. You have to have calcium intake for part of your well balanced diet. But you can get calcium and and intake from so many other ways than dairy milk. You can have al- almond milk. You can have. There are many other substitutes for milk, that doesn't require you to have dairy milk. So always limit your dairy milk intake. Mm-hmm. You also want to reduce or limit your red um, meat intake as well. So always have the fish, have the white meats, the chicken, the turkey. Don't want to exceed having red, red meat all the time. You don't want to reduce your processed food intake as well. So mm-hmm. if you look at uh, certain societies like um, Asians in, in Japan, they have a very low risk of prostate cancer mm. because of their diet. Okay. But studies have shown if those same um, Japanese men go to move to California where their diet complete changes within mm. a generation and their diet changing, their risk of prostate cancer will then equal um, men who live their whole life in the U.S. No. So diet is extremely important. Very much. So. Limit your alcohol intake for so many reasons. Obviously, you don't want to smoke. And I'm talking about cigar smoking as well. There are too many Bahamian men who like to socially um, smoke even cigars. And that can be even more hazardous than nicotine smoking. And neither of them should be a part of your everyday. Yeah.
0: Now, as we get ready to wrap up, we have a few more minutes left. Um, we do want to get uh, your closing words, um, mm-hmm. which you would like to leave with the audience uh, or anything else we forgot to mention.
2: So prostate cancer is the number one cancer in this country mm-hmm. it can afflict as many as one in five to one in six men in their lifetime so that that's if you look at your life I'm sure you know someone who's had prostate cancer and unfortunately you probably know someone who died of prostate cancer if we can pick up prostate cancer early the cure rate is almost 100 mm-hmm. percent if we can all we have to do is do our annual PSA blood tests we'll talk about the elephant in the room in terms of what is the, the benefit of doing the dreaded DRE, mm. rectal exam. Okay. Studies have shown that in the first-line screening, it really has no role. Mm-hmm. All it's going to do is cause thousands of men in the society to never seek prostate cancer surveillance mm. or screening. Mm-hmm. And even if they went once, they'll never go again. Mm. And it really doesn't benefit because what we're... Think about it this way. What we're trying to do is we're trying to pick up prostate cancer when the prostate itself feels clinically normal. Mm. So we have blood tests that are more specific that allow us to do that. We have imaging that we have available that allows us to do that. So Mm -hmm. the dreaded rectal exam has no role in in terms of just screening for prostate cancer. So men, please just sigh of relief. Just come in, we'll get a blood test if that blood test is abnormal. We'll do more specific blood tests or urine tests or send you for imaging. Mm -hmm. And we can pick up prostate cancer early. Your chance of survival is basically 100%. Mm -hmm. If we don't pick it up early, you can have a 10-year, terrible, in and out of hospital deterioration until you die. Wow. Okay? Mm -hmm. And one of the treatments for advanced prostate cancer is basically to starve the prostate cancer of testosterone. You want testosterone to have a good erection, so mm-hmm. if we pick you up for advanced prostate cancer, you're gonna lose your erections just because we're going to starve the prostate cancer of testosterone, so mm-hmm. in this country, the most important organ for behemoth men mm-hmm. is their male organ. so right. they want to be able to perform, they want the erection on point mm-hmm. at all times. That should be a motivation to get prostate cancer screening just with a routine blood test yeah. every year from the age of 40, because if you don't pick it up early, you're gonna lose your erections. All right.
0: Well, we thank you so much, Dr. Gregory Printo. Always good to have you on the show, and we look looking forward to doing this again.
2: I appreciate it, and please go get your blood tests if you're 40 or older. Mm-hmm. All right, indeed. Y'all surely catch you in, Jamal,
0: another edition of The u We thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to doing this again next week. So make sure, come back, same time, same place. Have a great evening, everyone. I'm trying to be great, and I'm on my way, way.
1: A too late, and I'm on my way. I'ma leave my mark. Ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. Ready, set, go.
0: I hope you enjoyed another edition of the Youth Perspective. Stay tuned for more interviews, more in-depth conversation, great music as we seek to encourage, empower, impact, and uplift our youth of this nation. Here on the Youth Perspective, we'll see you next time right here on the Youth Perspective with Catching and Jamal.